What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to Bears on Tap. Duke, Brandon, and Lucas look forward to putting their meat on the table in 2021 and beyond. Football is finally here. Like, it's it's officially here. Football season is back, and we are here to cover it for you. Obviously, we don't know if he's in quote-unquote football shape, but me personally, I think he's going to come out super rejuvenated and just absolutely eat people alive. Okay, dude, you've been feeding us the same crap for three years now going on four. Like, until we actually see this, we need to stop giving Matt Nagy the benefit of doubt that it's just going to happen. Listen, it's chicken or egg at this point. We're back. I'm all the way reeled in on this team. I don't know how they continue to do it, but Justin Fields is our quarterback, and there is nobody on God's winner that can tell me anything otherwise that this team is not trending in the right direction. We ain't leaving. We ain't leaving. (laughs) You're such a jack. We ain't fucking leaving! What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Bears on Tap. We are covering the Bears versus uh, NFL officiating game today. No, realistically, Bears versus Steelers. And I I am always one that thinks it's so taboo and so cliche to say the refs lost the game for anyone. But this was such a one-sided affair. Um, even Brian Greasy was disgusted with it. You know Lewis Riddick was going to be disgusted with it if any calls went against his boy Matt Nagy. Go ahead and follow us at Bears on Tap or follow on Tap Sportsnet for all of your Chicago sports needs. I'm Lucas Perfetti. You can follow me at Lucas Perfetti 46. Also have on beat on 300, Mr. Brandon Suarez and that pod guy, Duke Duke Coughlin. Gentlemen, rough way to lose. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think the thing that all Bears fans needed to see and something that all Bears fans could build on knowing that Matt Nagy isn't part of the plan next year is Justin Fields absolutely hanging his meat out on the table. And that's definitely something we saw. But gentlemen, how we doing? Um, you know, obviously defeated with the way that game ended, um, you know, kind of like what you said, Lucas, it's taboo to go at the referees. Um, it's really hard. Um, Tony Corrent, the, uh, head referee in this game, he, uh, he just seems like he needs to go retire. He needs to go hang out in the Bahamas, maybe go to Boca, maybe go to Florida, find a good spot and maybe just never officiate an NFL game again, because he was out there. He was officiating with an attitude, which was very obvious on the, uh, taunting penalty which i will never stand down by saying is the softest fucking call in all of sports not just football but all of sports like i'm pretty sure you couldn't find a softer call in like tennis cricket anything um and uh you know but at the same time we shot ourselves in the foot um offense couldn't get anything going early on in the game you know and when you look at the final score of this one and kind of uh, how the defense you know, found their way onto the scoreboard in this one, which was kind of a rare commodity. Had we really done anything on offense in the first half, this could have been a a pretty comfortable win in Pittsburgh, even with them scoring 29 points. Um, there are some situations where you wish Matt Nagy was a little bit more aggressive. Um, you know, I, I think kicking the field goal instead of going for the touchdown um, on one of the last few drives is one that will always kind of stick with me in this game. Um, but you know, even the not- hail Mary or like even that, even that field goal at the end of the game, like I rather you throw a hail Mary, Justin Fields has the arm to put it in the, in the end zone. Guys were making plays today. I just, I mean it, that at, 
at the first angle, it looked like Cairo Santos doinked it. But then after seeing it play, I mean, he wouldn't have been good from fucking 55. So I just don't understand. You should know your personnel at that point and at least take a shot for the end zone. Um, but it, it was it was tough, dude. I'm, I'm pretty sure on that last drive where the Bears were penalized three times, there was a stat that came up that said the Bears were penalized 12, 12 times for over 100 yards. Um, you know, as B-Don was saying, they just – the Bears outplayed the Steelers in every facet of the game and still found a way to lose it. Yeah, and I mean, I know the Steelers were able to get to three at the end of the game, but you look at those penalties, you look at that DPI that gave them an important three points to extend it to a two-possession game at that time. Uh, I'm going to say it at the top and get it out of the way. It's ironic as hell because I had class tonight. You guys all know that. Otherwise, we would have done a live stream. And I have my homie, Braden. You remember Braden from uh, Huskies on Tap? So he, play, he plays on an IU. We were talking situational football, and we were talking about the games from over the weekend. And I'm like, in that situation, you have – to try and get him to burn his timeouts. Mike Tomlin's having dinner with his timeout. Mike Tomlin's putting his timeout under his bed tonight. On first and 10 from the 16, Matt Nagy goes for the kill shot with a minute 50 left. Like, come on. You got to at least try to wind the clock down a little bit. You just got all the mo- – you had all the momentum throughout the entire fourth quarter without all the penalties, without all the sh- – like Duke said, shooting ourselves in the foot. And you have an opportunity to put the game on ice – and you got too excited and scored way too quick. We Obviously, we have to score. I understand that. I'm not saying, yo, take a knee or do this. But run a dive. Run an RPO. Run something that makes Mike Tomlin say, hey, I have to make a decision. Am I going to burn a timeout because I know they're probably going to score? Or am I going to pucker up and not call a timeout and trust my defense to stop them? Like, yeah, and it's the fir- – exactly. I, I That's the first thing I thought, and I was like, damn, that's a hell I didn't of a even drive. celebrate. I didn't even celebrate. A hell of a drive by years. Justin Fields, but I, I did think that there was too much time left on the clock, especially even as cooked as Big Ben is. Like, all it takes is a few shitty penalties. All it takes is one pass interference to get into field goal range um, and kind of ruin your day. So I agree with you on that 100%. Be on even as everything transpired, that's, what, that's why I'm like – not that upset about this game because you yeah. really look at the Bears and what they are right now. They're not a playoff team. They're not beating anyone in the playoffs. They're like frisky. they're not. Frisky, they're frisky man. though, and I do. <laughs> I, I think. I think we see spurts of hey, this roster really isn't that bad when they're coached up a little bit. And I think the game plan was a lot better. I think what what they were doing with Wildcat today was incredible. Yeah. Justin Fields was finding spots in the zone. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I came out of this game, even though it's a loss. Like. I don't expect wins from this team in general. So the fact that Justin Fields took a huge step forward, in my opinion, um, just cool as a cucumber on that final drive, made some dagger throws. And you even think about the officiating and, and going back, like they don't take the touchdown off the board for a bullshit penalty on James Daniels. Four more points. Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers have to fucking, they, they can't even kick a field goal there. They have to try to score. Um, I think it changes everything. You know, you don't need to yeah. score at the end of the game, so you can run the ball four times and then fucking kick, make Mike Tomlin use his, his timeout and kick a very easy field goal. So it's kind of crazy um, how much officiating actually affected this game. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be a sort of loser. It's not their fault, but it, yeah. like, you just like the, th- the way that I look at it is, is like every single time we made a play, offense, defense, Special teams excluding Grant's fumble, which he should be left on tarmac alongside Matt Nagy. But, like, every single time we did something, it was a flag. Or it was, you know, one step forward, two steps back, all the way until the fourth quarter. And 
Like they fought hard. I'm I like I'm proud of the way they played. They definitely played good football today in the second half. Not not so much in the first, but first half it was the same the, old shit, right? The defense though, like to give up 14 points. What was it in the first 17 minutes of the game or something like that? To go down like 14 nothing right away, like and to bounce back yeah. and only lose that game by two and really lose it because your coach doesn't understand situational football has to be mind blowing and. You can't be mad at Cairo Santos. The only person capable of making that kick is Justin Tucker. So, and that was well, indoors. That was also an indoors kick. You made well, some really great points, though, beat on. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be calm about it, but damn, man, like that was a that that's was a tough one. Game. That's when it. you left slip, slip through the game. At least it's not a winnable game that you have a third and twenty go for a fucking eighty three yard screen pat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at least it's not that type of winnable game where you let it slip through your fingers. It was more of like, hey, the team's undisciplined because they have a dog shit head coach. And they have 12 penalties going into the last drive for 147 yards. Too much scrapping, too. Too much scrapping. There's still that BS scrapping that's going on, like the pushing and shoving. I like it to a point, but when it's getting you penalized, it's not acceptable. Well, and I liked what I saw from the Wildcat today, actually, too. That was like a nice little wrinkle. Um, We had a 15-yard touchdown run off of it. That was pretty nice. I don't know. I just feel like you could have done a lot more. I I would have liked to see the Wildcat in that situation there. Um, trying to run a little bit more clock before you scored. I understand you need the six. So you've got to take the six, and your defense should keep them off. But, I mean, with with the way the penalties were flying, they had a dog shit penalty that led to a touchdown on Big Ben. Um, a pa- uh, uh, on a third down stop, it was a roughing the passer where a dude just yeah. literally took a LeBron-esque flop. Um, and That and- one that they called a holding on, I thought they were about to get Quinn for roughing because he came in at his ankles, dude. My head. You ever seen the Chappelle show when the dude's head explodes? Yeah. I was like, buddy. Well, and there was a big call at the um, at the beginning of the game, too, that I can't really think of at the, off the top of my head. But really, really big series um, at the be- at the top of the game. I think it was actually that defensive pass inter- or defensive roughing the passer. Because I just feel like that put points on the board. I don't know. The, the Bears beat themselves in so many ways today. But Justin Fields look great, and that's that's what the future is, and that's what you have to love to see. Well, see, and then kind of one thing I wanted to bring up was uh, when it came to the defense, beat on you brought it up a little bit ago. Um, it's obvious that the key playmakers aren't there. Um, you know, as much as I love a guy like Travis Gibson, he's obviously not Khalil Mack, and I think that really showed in both the running game and passing game. Um, obviously the commentators brought up Najee Harris a lot and for good reason, Najee Harris had a pretty decent game against us. Um, but you like to see guys like Roquan Smith really step up and have a great game. 12 Eddie total- Goldman fucking was splitting Roquan double teams Smith all had game. 12 total tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. Like Roquan was all over the field. Absolutely incredible game. Eddie Goldman was filling every hole possible up front. Um, even Robert Quinn. Where- Eddie Goldman was filling every hole. Bukaki. <laughs> well, dude, even where, even where Robert Quinn was hidden times where, you know, offsides, neutral zone infraction, which, you know, whatever. How do you have that twice you on the that? same no, drive? You had it like four times tonight. I, 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 twice well, on the it, same drive. I know. We'll see. And then it happened on and the opposite side. And then wasn't Travis it Gibson. Blackson? Blackson had one later in the drive, or was it Gibson? Someone else got one that same drive. There was three offside no, was, drives on that drive. It was it was Travis Gibson on the last oh. one. 
But um, yeah, I don't know exactly where that comes from. I don't know if that has uh, how much that has to do with Sean Desai maybe not having these guys lined up correctly on the line because that's just happening a little too much for it to just be like a player thing, you know? Because it's one thing if Robert Quinn does it once or twice, but it's another thing when other players are doing it on the field. Yeah, well. at the same time though, you gotta you you you're a fucking professional that's getting paid fourteen million dollars a fucking year. And like I don't decent, care if Sean Desai tells him do this. Like if you're getting flagged for it, you have to adjust. So I'm not gonna put that on Desai. I, I the one thing. I do want to point out is first of all I think we're we're done with the whole hey Khalil Herbert's better than Dave Montgomery asinine thought it always has been an asinine thought you have the benefit of fucking hindsight where the Bears defense or the Bears offensive line finally started run blocking right as Dave Montgomery went down we forget how many fucking great games he had with with little slivers little slivers that we would call holes the dude's unbelievable um Man, dude, just it's just tough not having DBs, I think, is the biggest issue with the Chicago Bears. They just don't have DBs. Even Jalen Johnson's been getting his shit rocked a little bit these last few weeks, which he's got to take his lumps to take that next step. But at some point, you like, you got to get your head around. You can't get called. I mean, huge pass interference plays, man. Like, it yeah. just, just seemed they, like that's what I'm actually – on Fryer used too, bro. That was terrible. Can't like, have him single covering him. He's so small. He's like 5'8". Can't have him single covering. Um, I did like what I see. Dude, Duke Shelley comes up the tackle. Like, he's yeah. fucking – he's an enforcer as a slot cornerback. So, I do like what I saw from him. But overall, it's just you're too weak on the back end. And if you're front seven, like, we and, – and that's what I was getting at with David Montgomery, right? Don't compare Khalil Herbert to David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert's a great backup. I love the idea of using them both, especially in that wildcat formation. Don't watch stats when you think about Khalil Mack, okay? Khalil Mack, there's a reason why this defense looks 100% different. Khalil Mack is a fucking freak. And he was actually on pace to have one of his better years in general in terms of sack numbers. But when your whole offense is adjusting to this guy, and I know it's so taboo and cliche to hear, but when everyone's adjusting to this guy every single play, that's, I mean, that's why Robert Quinn has been having the year he's been having. You know, it, it's just, it's just, he's so intangible to this defense and having success. And he's such an intangible part and integral part. And even Eddie Jackson, who people want to fucking hate on all the time, guy like Cole Komet, who people want to hate on had a fucking awesome game, made some really big catches in some tough spots to move the chains um, in between a few defenders, people barreling down on him. Dude had six receptions for 87 yards on eight targets. Like unbelievable 14.5 yard average. Is that good enough for the people that are watching stats? Like is almost a hundred yards good enough for a tight end or, do you need it to be 150 and two touchdowns so he makes your fantasy football lineup decent? Fields almost had 300 yards today too. You think he honestly, two, he he honestly two touchdowns and one of them was taken away. He should have like 125 passer. How far out was that touchdown? Was it, if that was a nine yard touchdown, that would have been his 300. I think it was like six or seven. Yeah. Either way, like a lot to a lot to be positive about. Uh, the Steelers are not a good football team. I don't care what anyone says. No, like, they're they're okay. They, they beat. The Browns, or was it the Browns? Yeah, it was the Browns last week. But at a certain point in the third quarter, you could tell that they were just trying to take the air out of the ball. They didn't want to be there no longer. Like, they didn't want to sit there and bang with the Bears. Like, the Bears were killing them at the point of attack in the front seven. They were not able to run the football. I don't know what Najee Harris's final stat line was, but they controlled the line of scrimmage the entire game. Did you guys hear me fart? I actually, I totally blacked out. Forgot squeeze? we were on a live stream and you just, just squeezed one, just pinched one out. I was like, dude, did I say some dumb shit? Is that what you're laughing at me? No, no I'm laughing at myself. I totally forgot. 
Duke, what's up, buddy? You're looking perplexed. Are you upset right now? No, man, I'm good. Uh, just had a couple points I wanted to fire off. Um, uh, mainly with Kendall Vildor, uh, really just kind of looking like the cornerback that we've kind of seen all year. Um, kind of having a night a night to forget completely, but I think the important part to remember is, you know, how much of a hole we have from kind of not replacing Kyle Fuller and the guy that we expected to replace Kyle Fuller didn't even make the team week one. So there's kind of a lot that goes into that. Um, I thought the defense overall did play pretty, pretty damn well. Um, obviously there were breakdowns, but that's just bound to happen with a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, as cooked as he is, they're still going to try to find ways for that offense to work with him, you know, in charge. They're going to try to make it work with essentially anyone in charge. What about him on a fucking read option too? his big, stupid ass almost got that first down. Dude, I had a buddy, uh, tag me in the video of Tony LaRusso running out of the dugout. And that's like that (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger, uh, running on that play. But, uh, yeah, you know, Ben also had a pretty good acting job, too. Um, you know, basically got touched and laid on the ground like he got hit with a fucking hammer in the head. So That's what I was getting at with the jambalaya, like the word salad. That was a huge call that led to a touchdown. Like, people, like, these calls are fucking big. They're game-changing. The one that bothered me the most was Jalen Johnson on that pass interference down the sideline that, like, just flipped the field. The only, yeah, uh, the only argument I see is that he didn't fully turn around. But, like, it, it that, was dude. so minuscule and so ridiculous. And then you think about the missed calls on the Bears side of Justin Fields just getting rocked. I mean, it's to the point now where it's national attention. Like, every, it's not just us being crazy Homer fans. Like, everyone knows it's out there. It's all over Twitter. Like, the Bears got fucking – it was such a one-sided affair. It was disgusting. I'm sorry we keep cutting you off, Duke. I know you had a couple points. No, you're good. It's, uh, it, it is ridiculous. And, you know, it kind of makes you – kind of makes you think about say Cam Newton early on in his career, you know, where he wasn't just, he just was not getting calls. Even that MVP year that he had just not getting any calls as far as uh, getting hit, because there is this idea in the NFL, you know, among referees, it's not something that's confirmed, but it's something that anyone who watches the games enough can see. If you're a bigger quarterback, who's mobile, you're just not going to get, you're just not going to get those calls. If you're a quarterback like Tom Brady, who sits in the pocket, you're going to get those calls. Like Tom Brady doesn't even have to look at a referee and he's going to get that call because he's some tall, old, tall old dude just getting whacked. You know what I mean? But when a guy like Justin Fields or like even RG three was really bad with it as well. Justin Herbert doesn't get calls for fucking anybody. He gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And Dax the same way as well. You know, yesterday. And you'd think a guy like Dak with that fucking leg injury, which is pretty significant, he's even having issues with it this year. Or even Joe Burrow. That would, yeah, that'd be another guy you'd think would get some, like, chances of, like, you know, hey, give me a call. But those guys don't get anything. You know, it's it's hitting a point where, like, I, I don't understand. Like, I've been saying it for years. Like, I don't know if there's any way to actually hold, like, NFL officials accountable. But I know MLB officials, like, kind of get thrown through the fucking – really get thrown through the uh, cycle. Like they get destroyed for missed call, you know, missed balls and strikes. They get destroyed for really anything. And if you're not good enough of an umpire, they'll send your ass back down to the minors. Like it, it, it hits a point where it's like, you have to hold these guys accountable. Like, I don't know how that fucking officiating contract is set up with their union to where it's just that stronghold that you can basically send anybody out there to fart on their balls for 60 minutes. And we're just going to be totally fine. <laughs> Dude, with it. it was but so bad. Like, it was like a high school fucking game. 
Dude, yeah. and like, dude, you, I don't know if you could hear it, but like the head official, like, you could hear like this, like, emotion he would have with some of these calls. And like, that oh, little his balls fucking, were super full every time dude, he did when, it. <laughs> when he threw the bag on March and he just like held his hand in the air for like fucking 10 seconds, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? That would have been taunting if, it, if he was another player. If he was the way he stared the motherfucker down going to the sideline, the way he stared him down, that would have been a taunting. Like, Dude, no joke. It was fucking ridiculous, man. And, you know, like, I just, I hate complaining about referees. You know, I, I threw a giant fit on Twitter. It was a video I had to delete because I just dropped the F-bomb every other world just being a total scumbag. But uh, it, it's true, dude. It's it's just gotten so it's gotten so bad, and I'm kind of glad it happened on Monday Night Football because you know it's easy for a team to complain when it's a Sunday football Sunday football game. Not everyone watches national. The whole national media, the whole national crowd is going to see how bad the officiating was today. And if Twitter is any kind of uh, any kind of identifying factor, people fucking saw it, and they're going to realize that something's got to be done about this stuff. You know, especially taunting, dude. Taunting is so soft. That's, like, that's softer tough. than baby shit. It's that's so tough, bad, dude. Like, I don't know. I I think the NFL needs to walk a fine line, you know, because I, I think the I think the MLB, like, allowing people to be a little bit more, you know, bat flips and shit like that. Like, I think that has made it a lot more entertaining, having some of that showmanship. And then just basketball taking away some of those bullshit, um, like, check fouls of leaning into people while you're shooting. Like, it's made the game a lot better. Like, the NFL, I feel like, has made rules in the past few years that do not make the game any better. And I could totally understand if it had something to do with safety. But you're you're choosing to favor specific teams. And those teams are perennially good. And I'm not saying that they're not – they're only good because they're getting calls. But I'm just saying that's what the Bears need to get. They need to culturally change and get to be one of those good teams that gets the calls, one of those teams that every team and every fan base hates playing because you get those calls. And the only way to do that is by highlighting Justin Fields as an absolute fucking superstar, which I think is more than possible, something that we've seen this kid grow every single week. He took his fucking licks today, and he still – you know what today reminded me of? gamer, bro. It reminded me of Ohio State. It reminded me of the Ohio State – what was that? Ohio State and uh, Clemson game. Yeah, yeah when, when they just absolutely ass-blasted him. There was nothing – there was no penalty that took this kid's head out of the game. There was nothing that knocked this kid off his cool. He got put against the like his back against the wall many times, and every single time, in my opinion, he responded. Um, and at the end of the day, he gave the Bears a lead with a minute and fifty seconds left. No matter how stupid of a call it was for Matt Nagy to not try to run some of that clock and not use your running backs that were averaging. I mean, dude, fucking darn. Uh, uh, Justin Fields was averaging like seven and a half a carry just on zone reads. You know what I mean? Not even a scrambles. His scrambles, he wasn't getting very far. It was the, it was the design zone read type plays. Um, and, and Montgomery was averaging five a clip. Like they could have easily ran, but at the end of the day, like Justin Fields has it. He's got it. There was nothing that you could do getting penalized for 150 fucking yards just get, taking terrible fucking penalties, taking points off the board. Nothing discouraged the kid. He just kept coming back and he put the bears ahead. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what we've been kind of talking about for a while here. This team's awful. Matt Nagy's a bad fucking leader. It's never going to go anywhere with Matt Nagy as the head coach, but it's good to see this kid making strides. And um, I'm extremely encouraged about him. Yeah, on the topic of bad referees and reactions, I actually saw a video of a, a soccer match in Brazil where they just absolutely, like, office-spaced the VAR after a bad VAR call. So, luckily, that doesn't happen in the States. But I 
I, like you said, and like Duke said, I am encouraged as well about the way Fields played. It wasn't pretty in the first half. I didn't really like get to watch as closely as I did in the. You had like sixty yards in the first half. Yeah, in the second half, I got to watch like from home and stuff because uh, we got out of class early. But it was, it was everything you wanted. I know I was texting you on the side. I don't know. I, I kept flipping my phone off and throwing it like away at the end of the game because I I watch on Hulu, so I don't get it like right away. I'm like a second behind all you guys. So kind of nervy at the end, but I was texting Lucas throughout the game, and I'm like, I don't know, bro. I just feel like Fields is good. I didn't say exactly Fields, but I'm just like, I just have a feeling they're going to keep coming back and eventually win this game. And, yeah, they they ran out of time. They ran out of space. They didn't have enough space, however you want to cut it. Uh, Too much laundry on the field and not enough discipline, I guess you would say. I know some of the calls, like the call on Stan Marsh, (laughs) whatever his name is, Cassius Marsh or whoever, uh, that was a strange one to say the least. Like, and two, like if I'm in that guy's position, which I kind of was when I played football, just a special teams guy or like a third down guy, I'm going to be happy about making that play. But if I just got elevated to a spot where I'm playing, the last thing I'm going to do is something even remotely close to boneheaded. That's going to give me a flag. I know it was kind of a soft call and it was like, that, that doesn't look like a flag. You can't even have yourself in that situation. It's all, It was also good to see Jimmy Graham actually yeah. being used, getting paid the I, money that he's getting paid. I didn't so like him so. on the first red zone drive that uh, Komet was cooking, and then it's like, yeah, they they were killing it with Komet, and then they just go, Graham, Graham. I kind of liked it because the they had the matchup on the first fade, not the second one. The second fade, it was like, hey, come on, let's, yeah, second let's, 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 let's try a different fucking play here. Well, I mean, it almost feels like, dude, you have Jimmy Graham on the outside and you already tried him with the fade once. Like, why not use Komet in the middle of the field when a lot of the attention is going to go to Graham on, on the side there anyway? Like, you, it's a big body in the middle of the field. I, I don't know. I didn't understand that either. Um, to beat on your point, like, fo- like, the reason why the taunting penalty kills me is one that co- college football doesn't really have it. Like, it, it's not really a thing. Like, and two, like, Football is such an alpha sport. Yeah. You're eating fucking red meat every goddamn day and just drinking straight whiskey before you walk out there. Like Justin Fields is a vegan. Your balls are huge before you walk on a football field. Like it's the ultimate like man alpha sport. No, yeah. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna tell them that this guy who's been in the league for eight years, just got elevated off practice squad, just made the play of his fucking life. Can't yeah. like drop kick an air football into the crowd. Like, and now, yeah, and now he's and now he's ne- probably never playing again. Like, oh, his yeah, whole no, life, he'll be in the CFL ruined. next year. Yeah, he'll be in the CFL next year. But. It's actually, um, no, yeah, it's a fucking joke when you really it think is. about it. Like, that's the one thing I really respect about the NHL is hey, uh, they really only you know they have cross checks and whatever like it's pretty pretty clear and obvious when there's a foul and they let it happen and they penalize you in a way that really fucks your team which is similar to the you know to the NFL but i just i just like the fact that they let them throw down when it really comes down to it because like hockey football is very i mean it's it's ultimate it's the ultimate contact sport like you're it's always, more yeah, it's more alpha you have to tackle the person each play to bring them down hockey you just hit as a compliment it's just a part of the game in hockey. And they in let the him throw football, down in hockey yeah, at least. And they let you fight about it. In football, you have to take calculated and aggressive risks to get to tackle every single play. You don't have to hit someone every single play in hockey. 
Yeah, well, you know, also in hockey, when you score a goal, you can literally fucking skate around the ice celebrating with all your teammates. Dude, I've seen some fucking awesome goal celebrations. And you know what? They ain't, they're not like penalizing you for that. They're not like that was excessive. Same with, same with soccer. Box. And that's the thing. Soccer, too, hockey, it, like all these other sports, baseball, you can bat flip. Like, well, and that's one of the things that really, really bothers me because you can celebrate touchdowns, but if and you can celebrate an interception in the end zone with your team or whatever, but you just cannot taunt. It just makes no Sack fucking dances sense. used to be a part of the NFL like anything else. All the best D ends and all the best D linemen always had a sack dance. Well, and that's why you can't that's why it makes no sense to me. And they've continually tried to make for more points because people like overs, they don't like unders. Um, people like fantasy points and that's just, nine points. That's what it comes down to. They're trying to grow grow the financial aspect of the sport. And I think we had that sweet spot and like from all the way from the late 80s to the early 2000s where it was like motherfuckers could hit, but they were still protecting people. Like, I just feel like we had that sweet spot and we're deterrent. That, that's why you cannot build your team defensively anymore to win in this modern NFL. You need a good defense. You need an opportunistic defense. You need a couple fucking big time playmakers on defense that can close out a game. But overall, every rule benefits the offense, and that's why you need to just have an offensive built team. You need to be able to put up points every single week. That's the only thing that really matters in the modern NFL, um, and it's just an unfortunate reality. It's something that the Bears have not been very good at. But they did put up what twenty six points against a pretty good fucking team. So twenty six, twenty seven points, yeah, twenty seven points against and a pretty good had, defense. It was technically like maybe thirty one, but there was. I, I don't even ball. know. I don't even know what that call was. I understand like the. Like it was supposed to be like a chop block call, but he didn't even touch the guy. So it, I don't it was, know. It was dog shit. It was dog shit. It wasn't Whoa. outside of the tight end box. Like essentially, who do we say? Brian Grease made a really week? good point on that. What's that beat on? Who do we got next week? We're bye week. week. Thank God. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we'll have to do like uh, just one. We can't lose. Yeah, something like that. We'll maybe do some. We might take a week off. Um, but on that note, we're actually going to get going because it's eleven fourteen on Monday yeah. night. So. Um, you know, go ahead and follow us at on tap sports net or, or follow bears on tap for all of your, uh, Chicago bears needs on tap sports net is for all your Chicago sports needs. I'm Lucas Perfetti. You could follow me at Lucas Perfetti 46 also have beat on 300. Mr. Brandon Suarez and that pod guy, Duke Duke Coughlin. We love you guys and bear down. Bear down. Bear down.